Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of the Not So Common Podcast. I'm Pat Contry. This is Frank. We've had Frank on Hi. a few times before, never with video. I know. So um, I forgot my webcam going over to Frank's. So we actually ordered food, and it's going to be in the way. So I'm actually, I, I taped, I taped my iPhone to the top of the laptop. You're giving away all your technical secrets there. So that's why it's like it's not exactly perfect. But Frank, what's been going on in your life? Oh, not too much. Uh, just working. Just working for the man. Working while well, I work for myself. Well, I guess I work for other people too. Uh, not much. Not much happening. Do you like working for yourself? You like having uh, the freedom to do that? Yeah. Some people can't handle. It. Some people need the discipline to, to work for themselves. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm good at the work, but not at the business of it. So it, I, not maybe the, not the force, you know, yeah. scheduling stuff. Maybe no, the scheduling is all right. It's the the business, the paperwork, and all you know, all that stuff. The you know that kind of thing, keeping up with everything. But the work itself, I like because I like the gardening. I like to be outside every day, so I don't mind the work, and I don't mind each individual day. It's the the grind, you know, today, tomorrow, next week, next month. Did you think you'd be doing what you're doing now when you were younger? I don't know. I, God, I, I think about that a lot, actually. Well, that's why I asked. But I never can come up with what I thought I was going to well, do. Like, I never, I never could think of what I thought I was going to do when I was a kid. What did you, you never, you never, like, when I was a kid, I always said, like, I want to be an FBI agent. Or I want to, you know, do something like that. No, or... I never, I don't know. I never really thought about it. Um, I really didn't. I didn't know what I, you know, I I guess I could, if I was going to be anything like an artist or a You're, writer or something, but I was not talented, so. Did uh, your dad ever push you to do anything? No, you... well, I, I, I thought I might be a teacher at some point, and he thought that was pretty good because... You know, uh, you stay in, you can be involved in sports, you have the summer off if you don't have, like, a big family or expenses. If you got married to another teacher, then you both would have the summer off and you could travel or hang around. And yeah, you're, uh, you're working, like, eight months a year, in essence. Nine yeah, months. and you get, like, vacations and a pretty good, pack, you know, uh, benefit package. And it's rewarding, too. Like if you're a high school teacher and you can get to maybe even one or two kids a year, it's it's rewarding. So you never thought about joining the military, doing that sort no, of thing? No, not when I grew up. When I grew up, it was the opposite of that because 60s. it was the Vietnam War and you were trying to get out of the military and trying to convince everybody you knew to not to go. And the idea was if no one went... They couldn't they, do the war. They couldn't have the war. It was a little naive, but... The protests and the complaining and the people getting out of it and doing whatever finally brought it to an end because it was senseless. It was a little country, not even as big as California, that we thought was going to be this big, you know, the domino theory, the domino theory which right. is so much crap. All, all the countries look, that fall in Southeast Asia Yeah, because if you look now, the only country that's communist is still Vietnam. It's the only one. And it hasn't spread. No. No, because <laughs> people, people like McDonald's. They like being able to buy stuff. And own I mean, even the <laughs> Chinese aren't as much as they were. No, I they're, mean, they're, they're totalitarian still. But, yeah, they're, but they're trying yeah. to they're trying to do both, and it's difficult because it's hard to be capitalist without 
freedom of ideas. Uh, sure. It's hard to have entrepreneurs if, you're, if you don't have the freedom to think and do your own thing, which is what they want. But then they they want they want to hammer you down on the on the other end, and it doesn't fit so well. It's harder but, to develop and flourish if you don't encourage entrepreneurship. And and it would and without freedom of thought and action, it's hard to be and, entrepreneur and owning your own business. Yeah. What, why, what what's the point of me thinking up something grand like like Tesla? You know, with the cars, if if the government's going to take it or own it, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a hell of a lot less incentive to do that. You know, that's that that's just that's how we operate as humans. It's right. Ours. We want to work for it. We want to see our right. Own success. So they, it, they without was, the political freedom or the the social freedom, it's hard to have the economic freedom. But they're but they're slowly probably turning because. I understand what why they did it at first because they were a monarchy and they had all these people and they were starving. And uh, so they go to the other extreme. (laughs) Well, that's what I always think. Like you know, Marx was saying that you went from feudalism to capitalism to communism, but I think the order was wrong. I think to get out of feudalism, communism makes sense to get you on your feet. Because it organizes everything and it gives people a better lot in their life than it was under the feudal system. But then as you develop and you want the country to develop, then you have to start to go toward capitalism and entrepreneurialism. Sure, so I think he just had it wrong. But, but, it his, sense. but in his chain of events, communism was never achieved naturally in those societies. It was always forced upon or... Was well, it was a revolution, revolution in Russia, but I think what they should, what they, instead of going, right, they should go, but you might have to have a revolution to, it, well, to well, overthrow the feudal system. Then you could have communism to sort of organize, get everybody in school, get medical, whatever, the military, whatever you organize. But then if you want to go further, you have to have. Uh, capitalism and entrepreneurship, I think, and but, freedom of ideas and art but and the, everything but else. All, all the European countries, the U.S., we went from they went from monarchies just about to capitalism. There was no communism, right? Right, between. but I could see that as a step in between for their that takes specific a, uh, takes a lot of organizing. Well, they, they, I, th- I think the think the issue with with that and it's happened in Russia and it's still going on today because it's an oligarchy owned by basically uber capitalists that control the government so they couldn't get away from that isn't that fascism well the whole point is this is that communism i think goes against human nature and the human nature is to try to achieve for yourself right be a little greedy and selfish to to fend for yourself and your family which works with capitalism doesn't mean capitalism can be unencumbered with no rule set because obviously that can be bad and we've seen that in the past right. 15 years in this country. Well, I think a little socialism worked in. Oh, yeah, sure. Good. Well, socialism is sort of like the, the the happy sort of cousin over here. That's, yeah. I don't think that related to communism. Yeah, you know, I, I think I a little I, bit of that, uh, especially as the you know things change and you know there's certain things that are better off if we share. <laughs> uh, uh, I know that's awful, but uh, no, we've always been no, sharing. Yeah, I think it's good to share, and then, but I, I you said, still have to have the idea, or the people have to have the idea in their head. Well, if I do this myself, or invent this, or make this, 
I'm going to have it. It's mine. Well, sure. You have to have that, too. Well, you that goes back to. to the freaking the Romans. They, I, they weren't socialists, but they did social works. They, they built water systems and roads for everyone. And, yeah, you had to pay a tax, but it was for the, the common right. good. You have to do that. But you also have to have the people to think that if I'm smart enough to do this, I should keep it. I should keep it for myself. It, because that because otherwise you don't have them thinking that way like you were saying it's human nature if I'm not gonna if I'm gonna do all this stuff and then it's just gonna be taken away from me and I'm still gonna get four and a quarter an hour why should I even do it well that's the point what's the expression uh, to each according to their one or give according to what the hell you can yeah. do I'm totally straight yeah I know what you mean yeah. <laughs> but the whole point is this is that if I could be a ditch digger. Or doctor, and I have the capacity to do both. One's a lot harder to achieve than the other. Right. It takes a hell of a lot more to get there. So if I manage to uh, get there, which not many people can do, why am I still earning the same as a Right, digger? right. You, you deserve more. I took the risk. and I, my, Well, not only that. There's you're, less of me. I'm, I'm more highly skilled. Well, you have I'm a rarer. skill that, that not everybody has. And you don't like those kind of guys. They don't get paid by the hour of the job. They get paid by what they know. And they're essential. Like, like you can't replace yes. them as easily. Right. So again, that's just, I guess it goes back to capitalism, supply and demand in the marketplace. What is what is the value of your work compared to right. the next Right. And person? not everybody can go to college because somebody's got to fix my plumbing in my car. Well, sure. But those, you know are, still, I mean? those are still <laughs> trades, though, that you can make a lot of money being an electrician or being a Right. And you have to have that, too. And you have to be trained they, as well. Right. Those aren't, so, those aren't dummies. No, they, no. They so... Learn. So it's all it's all good in that way. So you need you need that. You need the carrot besides the <laughs> stick. You need somebody to say, well, you know, I'm capable of doing this. I and I, and not everybody can do it, so I should get a little more. And that's, that's just logical and it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Otherwise, then hey, if I know that I have the skills to do something, but I'll be working my ass off to, to, for making nothing, I'm just say, oh, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I'll just break leaves. No offense, Frank. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you well, don't like that many leaves. No, but well, that's the other thing that people think, too, about my job is that you could throw a rake and a blower or a mower in your truck and be what I am, which isn't true. Well, that's a small a of part of what you do. Right. That's not design but work, irrigation, landscape. Yeah, and knowing about the plants. Curb like, appeal, as you call it, making it look nice. Yeah, and then like, what's this on the leaves how, of my plant? I'm supposed to know what it is. How do you attract certain birds or or yeah. butterflies or hummingbirds? No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there, Frank. I'm with so you. So there's a, you know, it's you know, all... I'll hire, I'll hire you for my landscaping soon. Great. As soon as I have some money. <laughs> how, how about, uh, I'm going back to, to the, the feeling of the 60s. I, I just finished watching Mad Men, the whole, and that series was, was, it was basically eight seasons, but it went from 1960 to 1970. So you start. Really? Oh, I thought it was the 50s. No, 60 to 70. Oh. But what, what, when you're in the early 60s, though, you still have the remnant of the 50s. Still yes, of There's course. Still bleeding over. Of course. But then once you get to the mid-60s, though, you start it's to see It's way different. Shift. And then once yeah. you get to 70, you're totally yeah. different. You're not in the 50s anymore. That's what's so fascinating about the show is you see it happening as the seasons progress. Yeah. And you experience, you know. The, That's the, weird. I always thought this show took started in the 50s. No. It's well, I was wrong. I guess it's I never show. watched enough. But, but it. it's interesting because you see the transformation of America along with the characters as it goes Right. Because they yeah. experience death of JFK, MLK assassination, the murmurings of getting into Vietnam. It's like, oh, we might go there and... We're not going to go there. There's Johnson. Right. We're not going to go there. Then we're there. And then 
then it's quagmire. A big part. Yeah, and part of the plots as well. This person's going. I know a person who didn't come back, and it's sort of right. it's sort of always on the periphery. So is that how it felt in, in like the late '60s, or early '70s, where the Vietnam War you almost couldn't get away from it, even if you wanted? Well, to? I was young then, so it was a big part of what was going on for me. It was always there, and it was always something that was like what between that and the civil rights movement. I mean, everything was all crazy then. I mean. Just felt like nothing was in your control where all this stuff was happening. Right. And and you just felt like everything that had happened before was was gonna change. And of course, being young, you didn't think it was fast enough, and then the older people thought it was too fast because their world was really changed a lot. Uh, you know, right away. And um that was that was some people thought about the civil rights movement. It's like, oh, it's happening too quickly. Let's and then, then of down. course, if you were if you were black, you didn't think it was happening fast enough sure. because you know that was all that stuff with the marches in the South and the separate water fountains and oh God, I mean, it's just it's just In, inhuman, embarrassing that our country held it for so long. Well, just the fact that we went along with slavery was bad. Uh, that I mean, that's haunted us forever. Uh, still, how we could say it was okay, I just can't. Even then, I mean, it still seems to me like a. a I guess maybe I, I. It's hard to put myself in that era, but I would think even then people should know it was wrong. Oh, I think people. Yeah, you know what I mean. You have, like, a, you have an abolitionist. Yeah, you have people in the North that were against that it, just some did, in the South, the Underground Railroad. Just didn't know I think that, that it was wrong on the face I, of it oh, to absolutely. own another person. I'm just. Like, I think what though. The hell? I think though that a lot of people were so removed from it. Even in the South, most people in the South didn't have slaves. You were a poor dirt farmer, you right? Didn't have a slave. It was a small portion, like ten percent of the population had slaves in the South. I mean, if, you're, if you're in the North, out of sight, out of the mind, I'm not going to march down there. It's like right. I and then the poor people in the South, I think went along too because they were the bottom rung as long as you know they were slaves they yeah. were so, and socially they were not on the bottom of the uh, of the, the totem pole uh, because there was always you know so it took that. something drastic to change it unfortunately it was a war a, a bloody conflict that you know that every person it. that died was an American well I guess some Hessians got killed but no, war? no, that was the revolutionary. <laughs> the war. Yeah. I'm, I'm delirious here. You're not, I'm you're hungry. not, you're not, uh, you're not giving credit for the uh, New Jersey uh, public school system right now. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was bad. No, but what the whole thing about the Civil War that every person that died was it was an American. Yeah, was it six hundred thousand dead? Or I don't know. Or a million. It was just yeah, it, it was, was just a lot. Horrific. It was it was bad. It, it basically knocked out a generation. Be like one of those missing generations, thing, especially in the South, like where you know most of the men. Yeah, that was uh, in that uh, that Burns, uh, uh, Ken Burns of uh, War. The, yeah, the uh, the documentary about it. One of the things that stuck with me was that this one town in the South, you know, they sent like seven hundred guys. A like, small town. They sent seven hundred guys to the war, and like four of them came back 620,000 dead in the civil war yeah. that's the, that's four out of the that's nuts four men out of the 700 and whatever returned in one town yeah didn't that some, <laughs> I mean like what the hell they, it was every it's man awful. fighting I know they all went and that's who came back for what for what 
It's, it's a shame. You know, um, didn't that, to a small extent that did happen with World War Two. There, there, there was a draft then too. Yeah, and so um, there was some. I think there was a. I remember in New Jersey. I remember there was a you know a wall that showed who died from World War One, World right. War Two, and you just see the numbers of even World War Two compared to World War One. It's like holy shit! These are all the men in this town that died. Or in, or it's you, you you talk about like a missing generation. It wasn't as bad as a civil war in terms of the percentage right. of population. It was, but it was still a lot. Still a lot. You know, well, your, your dad probably knew people didn't come back. Well, his cousin for one, and I'm sure there was other people, but I know his cousin died in in uh, the Pacific Theater. So so, and then my dad ended up over there too, but they. Uh, he was en route there for the invasion of Japan, which would have been unbelievably bloody. But they uh, they dropped the bomb while he was on the way. So so they were doing it just in case they weren't going to even surrender still. Well, at or, the time, no it. one knew that we had the bomb. So we went with plans as normal. to sh- to Because if we just stopped, then there would have been more people interested in like what was going on. So they just... Built the invasion force, sent them off, and then somewhere in there, like he was somewhere in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and they heard that the bomb had been dropped, but they still didn't give up because they said it, it was a freak. No, there's no way that could happen. So they did another one like three days later, and then they finally realized that. Oh, okay, this is bad. We gotta, we gotta, gotta do something. The whole island will be gone. Right. So they, and it was a good thing because they actually didn't have another one and it would have taken <laughs> us forever. That's a, to big, do it. that's a big bluff, right? It's like, well. But still, there was so much devastation, yeah. obviously. So I know there's all these debates all the time about whether they should have dropped the bomb or not. Now, my dad, for one, was all in for, was all for it because he was yeah. actually on his way. Because he would have been storming the beaches. <laughs> right. And given the way the Japanese defended little specks of they would dirt the, in, the, in the Pacific that didn't mean anything yeah. except st- strategically, they would have went to you know, last, down to every last person almost. It would have been, been very bloody and awful. We, we didn't talk about morality yesterday, no, but it would have been awful the other way. Way too. more people would have died. Probably. In the long, it would have taken a lot longer. It would have been drawn No, out. not probably. Way more people would have died. They were estimating, I don't know, 5 million Japanese casualties and a million Allied casualties. And the war would have gone another three years, four, like who knows. You know. Right. It would have been god-awful. So this, I mean, it was awful what they did, but they ended it and then, you know, made everybody else take notice too. And then all of a sudden that was the end of it. Because um, they had nothing at that point. They didn't even have... I mean, they were bombing them with regular bombs, and there was no comeback. They they didn't have the artillery and the planes even to stop it. Well, they still could have defended the mainland, though. Yeah, you would still had to take over, and you would have had to kill them all, which was like... I mean, they, they discovered... I remember in the 70s or the 60s, in the 60s, they discovered some Japanese soldiers on some island that were still thought the war was going on like 20 years later. Oh, yeah, those... Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were still out there. They were still they, on they, some they, island those, those and gotten like left, and and they were still there defending the territory and assuming that they hadn't heard anything. So they figured the war and the war was on, and then it was just some research group or who knows what was there, and they go, "What are you talking about? The war ended like you know twenty five years ago or twenty seven years ago." 
Wow. And they were still there at 20, whatever it was in the mid, you know, and it was like, geez. So they, they, yeah, I guess it was bad for them. I mean, they had a, and you lost, not only it's over and you stayed here all this time for nothing. You guys lost like in 45 and here it was in like 68 or. God. Yeah. <laughs> We got color TV now. What? We have TV. What's a TV? Yeah, what's a TV? We don't have TV. No, I mean, it was like, can you imagine? Like, uh, I don't know what they thought. I, 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 they had been deserted and, and, and I guess left and, and the Americans sort of swept through and didn't realize they were there or they hit out and Mid-mail. no one ever went back for them until all that time later when they were going to the island for some other reason. It was just... You know what I mean? It wasn't anything to do with that. It was some research yeah. team or something going to the island to set up a weather station. Or and something. that just something shows weird, that just shows you know? the dedication of like the the, the, the warrior, right. the samurai spirit, basically, where you're going to fight till you're told not to, to and they the and they were doing it. Or one or yeah. the other, you're dead it's or it's unbelievable. Yeah. So so when the Vietnam War got bigger, about what you say, like 67, 68, it started to blow up a lot bigger. Yeah, a few years in. Um, Everyone, your generation, your age, knew that, okay, this isn't like some sort of noble conflict like World War II. No, it wasn't like World War II, which you thought that the world was on the brink and you had the Nazis and then the uh, the Japanese all both looking for world domination. And the Italians doing whatever the hell they were doing. Then. Well, they were allies, <laughs> but the people basically weren't because the Italians did what the Japanese and the Germans didn't do. They were underground and they ended up killing Mussolini. The Italians killed him. Now, the Germans didn't kill Hitler. They tried. Uh, well, yeah, they the Stauffenberg. But they, they were looking to consolidate what they won. There was no... no. I mean, oh, they weren't going to give back. Yeah, yeah. They, they wanted to end it and keep something. Because they thought if they could end the war, it wouldn't be unconditional surrender. Sure, it would just be okay. Well, we can stop while we're ahead, and then we'll have peace. But because we'll, the guy, because even they realized the guy was a nut at that point. Yeah, he was going to lead to total devastation, which the, is what happened. Yeah. And they were exactly right about that because uh, everyone was mad, <laughs> yeah. especially the Russians and the other Europeans who he had just chopped up and killed, like. Millions, so everyone was mad at that point, and they came down on him. So you were, uh, you were drafted. Uh, well, I, uh, yeah, no, I had it. Well, I had like they was a lottery system, and I had a number. I never, you know, never got called. So, huh? That was that. Well, but I was ready to protest and do everything and try to get out of it. And you've gone to prison. I don't think I would have went to prison, God. I, don't, I would have figured something out. I wasn't sure what. I know a lot of people joined and they use that statistic as, oh, see, they're all into it because people are signing up. But what was happening was people signed up when they got drafted so they just didn't become They were come drunks. Yeah, they had so a chance they, to do So something. then they went to some school they, somewhere. They were thrown in, to the jungle. In right Texas yeah. or somewhere. And and but then they use those statistics to, of, to pump up support. to pump up support to say oh this guy they enlisted uh, <laughs> nice propaganda and also the National Guard wasn't like what it is today when you joined the National Guard during the Vietnam War basically what you were doing was getting out of the Vietnam War 
Now, see, people look at the National Guard the way it is today because we have a volunteer army. So when you join the National Guard today, you can get sent to Iraq, right. which they do. Yeah. And but that never happened then. They were, never. They were just. They were here. Internal. And they, yeah, right. and that was it. And you went to, uh, like two uh, two weeks out of every year or something, and then uh, a weekend, a month, or yeah. a weekend. Uh, yeah, I still see the commercials, but. Uh, from talking to someone, it seems like they're trying to trying to downplay that the that the at least the armed reserves that they didn't really need them <laughs> that much anymore. Right, the reserves are sort of the same thing. That's right, a and week and a month. Right, and and uh, but so during the Vietnam War, it was a path out of the conflict. So once you joined, you knew you weren't did, going anywhere. Did, did you know classmates that that went to Vietnam? Yes, uh, I knew people that went. I knew a couple people that. Did not re- well. I know one guy or a couple guys that died, and then one guy that still to this day they don't, they don't know. know what happened to him. He's MIA from then, from like 1969 or 70. Just got lost in the jungle and never would never returned, and they don't really know what happened. Now he could have, yeah, could have got killed and left. Could have been a prisoner of war that got killed, and they were very strict about not giving up any of those those. Uh, MIAs or prisoner or POWs because you would want to know is he an MIA or a POW and you couldn't even get that information. They wouldn't even say that. It was very difficult. Um, well, they had felt that they had been invaded for you know, and it was a, to them it was a internal national conflict that that other people shouldn't have gotten involved in. But I remember studying the country and their first recorded history was from like 1100 BC. And the, and it was that they were being invaded by another country. <laughs> and so they're used so, to it. I mean, yeah. and then you had uh, the, the foreign powers. You had China. France, you had uh, the French in there before we were in there, or the British. Well, they got out. I mean, the French got out, but they were in, involved for in a long time yeah. too. And then we were involved. I mean, that was like their history, and they were. I guess tired of it by that time, sure. and then of course Ho Chi Minh was a which we didn't really understand or the or didn't care. He was a huge hero in the country because he didn't because during World War Two he fought against the Japanese who had invaded them also. That was ah. another country. So yeah, so they the experience from that, right? And also that the people looked up to him like oh why why is he so well during World War II he fought against the Japanese who were invading them why shouldn't they Look think he's a hero I mean yeah. you know I and, mean, and so you have battle hardened veterans as well yes you had those guys you had the yeah. guys that fought the French because then the French came in after the Japanese were there and 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 you had you had the guys in the north continually fighting against the invaders and the people in the South sort of capitulating to the foreign powers, figuring they can get a deal or make money out of it. And basically that was a big part of the conflict. But of course it was communism. And in that era, communism was, you know, the end, you know, the, the boogeyman. So as soon as, you know, the, the, they went communist or whatever, then that was it. Because that, that's what happened in Central America, too. That all the, any tin pot dictator, all he had to say was he was anti-communist. And we were down there with a load of cash and weapons and everything else. No matter what he did to his own yeah, people. Yeah, didn't matter if he slaughtered his own people. people. We didn't care. <laughs> he wasn't a commie. So that was okay with Man, us. It was that bad still in the, in the 60s. 
even at the McCarthyism where it's like communism, it's bad on its face no matter what we have to fight. Well, even in it. the 80s, I mean, Reagan was involved with the Contras and everything else in, in, in Central America and it still went on. I mean, that's... Because if, you know, and, and, and in Chile when a guy got elected legitimately and then somehow got killed. And yeah. <laughs> we dabbled a little bit too yeah, much. Here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you got to be careful. It's very hard to go into foreign countries, no matter what your intention and how good your intentions are, and you, and you want to spread democracy, which is probably a good idea, but you're dealing with a foreign country with they have their own culture, thousands of years of their own history and culture. You, you can't force a system of government on a people that aren't used to what it is. It was and, like the Brits in India. Yeah. They, a lot of people believe they were. It was better run when the Brits. Were, but you're not going to tell that to a guy in India. You know, he's not going to just accept that at some foreign country yeah. ruling my country. I mean, we wouldn't, no matter how efficient it was. Yeah, I'm sure the British were pretty efficient, but we didn't want it. <laughs> the cause right that we didn't either and neither did the people in India yeah and they didn't want it either after a while they said that's it now we can run our own thing and it's a little sloppier but it's us I mean it's a it's us it's it's our country get out I mean but you know England was into that they were everywhere I mean look at it and they're in South they were in Africa Asia sun America. never sets on the, on the British that's Empire. right well or at one point it didn't. Everybody got tired of it. <laughs> got tired of, 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 the, of the tea and crumpets. <laughs> and the chi- yeah, I mean, they were in every every continent in the world, and then that Hong was Kong? enough now. Yeah, Hong Kong, Asia, uh, they were in India and all those countries there. They were in South Africa and, and the other parts of Africa. They, they were in the New World until I mean, we had to kick them out. So, I mean... And it's lucky we'd happen then. Well, they still are in the New World. They're still in the, the Caribbean. In Ca- well, in Canada. And, well, well, if you can't Canada. It's too. a commonwealth. But yeah. I mean... <laughs> I always forget about that. It's like, yeah, technically it's part of the British Empire. <laughs> right. And, and it was lucky. We were lucky that the technology, it took them three months to get here. Even if they decide... Yeah. Even if they decide right this second to, to send more troops, yeah. it would take them months to get here. <laughs> you know, so... Well, that's so actually, we were lucky. I that's mean, actually sort of not entirely, but a parallel to Vietnam because we had hardened veterans from the French and Indian War only you know twenty years earlier, twenty thirty years earlier that remembered fighting. You know what I mean? So the, the French, and then we were in. We were we wanted it, and then uh, my understanding too of the revolution is that a lot of people. Wanted to be in with it, started very unpopular, like, and they were saying, No, this is right. And and if they had gotten if England was smart and gave them a a, a little, little, little bit, it would have been like they never would have lost. I mean, would and then by the time things rolled on, they never would have got rid of them. Be if they had given a little concession for my for my studies, it started as a very unpopular. War. Idea. The idea was unpopular, and just not everyone was revolting because you had people with a lot to lose. If you had a lot of money, if you're living fine, why would you want to participate? And yeah. a lot of them were English. They yeah, have they, they English. Their, their, yeah, their cousins were still living in England. They're card carrying Englishmen. You know, at the end of the day, that was their king. You know, and so. and they were a lot of them were born there, or they had relatives still sure. there. Their father and, or and mo- mother. Yeah, and they didn't think. It was a good idea at all. Like, what are you crazy? Yeah. Uh, uh, 
but they couldn't get one little taste. It would give them a little, you know, that's why well, they... No, uh, they just give them representation. And, and the ability yeah. to negotiate these, the, you know, the taxation. And they wanted representation in, in Parliament at least. You know, give us a say. We're living over here. We're, we're so far away. And you're, you're enacting all these laws against us that we don't have a say in. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's wrong. I don't think to. it would have been it, I don't think it would have been a big deal to do that and then probably would have been they're paying taxes taxation representation yeah I mean, that's pretty bad so if, so if we got if we got taxed and then they get, got pressed into the army and stuff too they would come and just press you know in the French and Indian War they did that yeah they that took was a the weird. colonists and just made them part of the British yeah, army defend the, defend the frontier oof yeah I got work to do. <laughs> I got an irritation job. I got chickens. I don't want to be fighting out in Ohio. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> That's what Johnny says when I go ask him if he's going to come and visit me. He goes, I got chickens. Well, he's got goats now. Oh, and those, both of those goats got pregnant. Oh, okay. Because he brought the billy in for a month to live with his goats, and they got, got him pregnant. Now we're talking about goats on the on the podcast about raising little billy goats yeah. <laughs> for milk or to eat or whatever else it's, it's actually well it's actually for me because of the influx of um middle eastern immigrants to the united states goats they want them. traditional meal the same way every other immigrant does and part of it is goat meat and now that's what he's raising the goats that's for. very interesting did not realize that. I He's know. raising it because I thought it was for cheese and milk too. But he goes, no, yeah. meat. And he says it's a lot easier than raising cattle per pound because they they eat anything and they're smaller and they're not as big of a hassle. And you get them up to the weight quicker and sell them. Oh, quicker than, than you would and a with cow. a cow. The cows are gigantic. I know. <laughs> There's cows on that land too from the old owner that they get a little stipend there. And he can run his cattle still, and they're gigantic. I mean, I come across them bird watching sometimes. All of a sudden, they're there, and they're so they're dim, really. Um, and they run away from me. It's funny. Do you feel, just in terms of the the political climate, do you feel a little similarity to how it's becoming now versus the '60s in terms of all the protests and, and the, the marching? And yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a yeah, a little bit of it. Yeah, people, people feel like they're not being represented, or they feel like they're not part yeah. of the system. And also, you have a president that thinks he's the, you know, the CEO of a company or an owner of a company that just can say, well, arbitrarily, this is what we're doing. Sure. Uh, that was that's the one thing about him. I don't like. Well, besides all his other foibles, but um, yeah, it is, and you see it. Well, that's what happens too. At least in this country. When something gets out of whack, you get you energize the other side. It always seems that way, which is a good thing. Because I remember when well, Reagan became president and all the stuff he wanted to do, the environment and the national park system, it sort of energized the environmental movement into a whole new generation of people 
which maybe never would have been interested at all yeah, well, without him sort of what, pushing the envelope you, the other way. You have a lot of people that are so fed up that they're running for Congress or local office. Which they would ne- never would have thought but about. But I want it, that. Man. I don't care what, what your politics are. I want people that are, are, are not interested. Po- are not politicians to get into politics. It's That's the only the job you don't want an expert. Exactly. It's the only job where I want something to get in because they feel it's necessary that they're not drawn to man, it. Man, I, I hope you don't I hope you don't think that about your plumber though, do you? You want a guy that's done it before. No. I don't. <laughs> No, I don't. I want someone anyone can learn that you have you have people to help you learn, you know, this Yeah, stuff. I think there's value in experience regardless of the job and I think No, you don't need I think the the, the thing in, in the government they have to they they have to take away is not the term it's your ability to chair or be involved in the committees because i'll tell you right now if you take that away those old guys will quit because that's their whole point i don't want their whole point is to run the committees now if you then give them a limit on that they're gonna they're gonna leave. Not necessarily, but they could, because they still have a sweet deal. So half of them don't do shit, you know. Well, and, I don't know. They that get for great, a they fact. get great benefits that, and they you know maybe kick back here and there. You don't know where the money's coming. Well, from. there's that's a lot. The thing is, the whole point stealing. is that when you're entrenched in power in government for 20, 30 years, you're powerful because of your your influence. As you know, so many people, you can get stuff done. But that's also bad because then. Because you're, you're, you're the, the same reason. You're the gatekeeper because now. Because the same reason. And, see my point? Right. Well, if, but they, if they were kicked off being the chair of the committee, they wouldn't have as much influence. The other thing they got to do is if, if you're elected to office, go your time. You cannot be a lobbyist after that. I, I think we have to somehow. Because, the lo- because then these guys turn around. To have the John Boehner, he went from and they know everybody, the yep. and then they get some fortune what? from some company well, that wants the law changed a little smoothed well, there, over for them. Well, there's got to be something done about lobbying. I don't know how you get. I don't either. But I know that's a they're very literally big down the fucking street. All the lobbyists, they're like right there, and they just come and, and then they're the, the same guys. Yeah, they talk to the congressmen, the senators, and hey, you know, let's go out for dinner. Maybe we can. Oh God, who the fuck? Who knows what goes on? All I know is it's not good. See, that's <laughs> why. That's why I have to. And, and we gotta get rid to of, look at the small picture. And the, and the gerrymandering is, is awful, and that's why I always tell you about how hard it is to get people out of power because the gerrymandering as well. Well, you know yeah. why they call it that, the gerrymander. Yeah. It's a it's a mythical beast because there was a they drew these lines in Massachusetts that, that, looked that looked that was so outrageous it looked like but a again, dragon with a wings on it. If you, didn't, if you had terminals, you wouldn't have to worry about that. There'd be no point in doing that if you're. Yeah, only, but I like a little experience. Uh, I think there's a value in uh, it, just like any other job. I don't want a doctor. But too never, much. And you're not cutting people open, Frank. You're talking no, you're about, only deciding. The future of the country and the our kids. Yeah, but and that's everything. done with hundreds of, of congressmen. You don't think hundreds of common people could get something done? And come hundreds, to I've been to town hall meetings. You can't even get them to decide on what day to pick the garbage. Also, up. the current Congress is, is doing fine, getting stuff. That's right. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's working out so great. It's so worked far. out for me. <laughs> I got my social security check. I'm yeah, happy. Well, you, you, yeah, spend it all. This won't be there when I get it. 
<laughs> that's what I said too, and that's what everybody says. But it'll be and there. the next generation can pay off our. That's what ten, happens. Our ten, that's, ten trillion dollar debt over the well, hell it is at this point. Yeah, well, we got to put the wall up, so we need some more bucks there. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about what's going on. Let's in, talk about the baseball. Oh, baseball, baseball season started. Uh, Yankees won today. Yeah, well, I'm sure everyone listening cares about the Yankees. Uh, well, some but, people might. <laughs> it's hard to be a Yankees fan with their murderers roll lineup that they can just here. How much money you want? Here you go. Just, no, actually, they got a. Uh, that was a trade, not a free agent. And after next pay year, yeah, but after next year, when Harper and and uh, the third baseman from the Orioles. Uh, Machado and a couple other guys go. Uh, Stanton is going to look like a bargain. Do you think they're going to go for a lot more? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's take some questions or comments. Uh, the shooting at YouTube. Yeah, there was a shooting at YouTube headquarters today, unfortunately, in, in, up in the Bay Area. And, and unfortunately, you have these reports of these mass shootings like every, every week now, more than that, at schools and everything else. And um, I, don't, uh, I don't know what to do about it. You can talk about that for a minute while I get the food. Because he's here. Uh, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you think we're going to finally get to some common sense gun laws uh, at some point? Well, the gun laws, but also I think that the kids themselves have to start uh, ratting out the... Um, uh, the I think the school, the school part of the shootings is a two, sort of two or three prong effect. I think what you have to do... Is maybe change the gun laws so you don't have automatic weapons and well, we kids we can't have, get them. We don't have automatic weapons. We have military almost grade. Right. Stock and rifles. you have a way to change those weapons easily. Well, that's where I think most people agree is that, you know, okay, you shouldn't have access to bump stocks or something that can make your gun fire right. like an automatic. Uh, military style weapons they're not just for looks they fire such a higher velocity right. than regular handguns yeah. or regular rifles that the, the the impact is so much greater once it enters your body it, it, those are made right. specifically to kill in, in a high impact fashion so it's not just well they just look cool no that's not and it. the other thing is they have to uh crack down on uh in the schools i don't know about the workplace and stuff is the bullying and I think well, the other students have to start ratting these kids out. And those kids need to either counseling or something. Because all these shootings start out with a kid usually, being yes. picked on. It's usually, so yeah. maybe if they if they could stop that or help that. or But there's always going to be bullying, Frank. I was bullied. Other people were bullied. Right, there was but, school shootings. Right. The, but I 90s. think maybe it's worse now. And maybe... You have to start to to rat these guys out more than oh, they're oh, doing. Oh, I'm, 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 I have little to- uh, tolerance for bullying right. of any sort. Right. So there's way. one idea. Maybe I don't know if I'm right. But or the not. access to the weapons is a thing. The, yeah. the universal background checks has to get done. Ninety percent of Americans support that. And then I don't know um, about the. And, and then, then and there's, do a, do a waiting. Do a, do like a, a, a four day, 72 hour waiting period. You buy a gun, you can't pick it up for two three days. Well, usually it's a, it's a lot of places. It's almost a week. But um, we're not a place where you can walk into a Walmart and buy one. There's no waiting time. Give me that. Give me that. That's rifle. true. Give and then, that, well, the then the other things that get around the um, the waiting period too are the gun shows. Sure. Because you go to a gun show, the guy is traveling. He, he can't. 
he has to sell it there because in four days or five days he's somewhere else. Well, I hate to say it, we'll have to figure something out. We have yeah. to figure something out. Now, Jilted Lover, I don't know if that's ever going to, you're ever going to figure that one out. Waiting period. If I go out and buy yeah, a Yeah, but hanger. say she bought the gun two years ago. Yeah. And owned the gun and never thought about it until the guy pissed her off and then well, she went and got it. Well, the, well the, there are supposed to be laws that if, if the, you have some sort of domestic violence happening, you shouldn't have access to be able to buy one. Now, you're saying go take away someone's gun? If they bought one years back and now they're a felon or now they're not supposed to have No, it. I'm just saying that this woman here never had a record or anything. She might have just owned a gun and that was the first time she used it. Well, sure. but you, So you that you can't, can't legislate that, that easily. That's what I mean. And also, um, you know, people What, what can you legislate versus what you can't? You're not going to take everyone's guns away. No. But you can you can curtail the manufacture of stuff that makes guns yeah more automatic weapons and you make can, the waiting period you can, you psychological can, test, universal background whatever. checks and if you want to if you want to say ban the AR-15 you're not going to get a huge argument from me on something like that a military yeah. style rifle that even someone in the military I spoke to the yeah I mean said, a lot of these guys well and then they're that. you know the pipe bombs I guess you have to buy gunpowder for that maybe there's a you know may, you. I mean, you can buy gunpowder because a lot of people pack their own shells. But usually, when they buy gunpowder like that, they're making like pipe bombs out of them. Sure. And it's, it's not that hard. You can go to a plumbing store, and I can buy everything else right there. Yeah, we just had there was just that bomber in, in Austin that killed a few, like three, four people. We did like five bombings, but you know, uh, it's a lot. It takes a lot more initiative and time to, to build a pipe bomb and right. buy a gun. They and caught go that. Guy. Yeah, they caught him they caught and, he, and he blew himself up. So uh, here's someone. This is at Thomas Arellinus. Asks, he just says broads. Talk about broads. Broads, really? I don't know. I'm the only guy that still calls them that. Um, Gun control. We already answered that. Yeah. yeah, broads is a term going back to like what the 30s or 40s. Yeah, I'm not even sure like where it, it originates. I know in the detective stories there was another word they used to call women a twist. But if you see their bodies, they're a, a twist. I don't know if they ever said that in Mad Men. They might have. Like, there's a there's a character Freddie Rumson in Mad Men in the '60s, and he's a little bit older, so you can tell his his lingo. Well, it was, and is like '40s and '30s. '30s, and he might have called a girl a twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Still interested. I mean, I'm old, but I'm still viable, so I'm still looking. And yeah, uh, I'm always looking for him. I, I, you know, women are just, you know, be boring without him. I mean, it's a they're a you know, I mean, a pain. I'm sure they think the same of us. This is too. at Conacha at 37. Any Easter memories this year? Uh, no, actually, was by myself. I made... Um, well, memories could be years back when you were oh, I Well, this year I just had like shells and ricotta. <laughs> you probably when you were like six, not... Oh, yeah. Well, I used to get together <laughs> with uh, the cousins. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst holiday. It was cool. You got candy and all. But I would get together with my cousins. You had to go to church. You had to put a suit on. Well, that was the thing I was getting to. That you had to have a suit on all day. Oh, God. And you're with your cousins. And eventually, I would get yelled at every year for getting a mark on my jacket or getting something on the white shirt. I go, yeah, but I'm eight years old. <laughs> you know, every other time we got together with all the relatives, we were just in cash gear and we were allowed to run around and wrestle on the ground sure. and do whatever we wanted. But Easter was, we had to be dressed up and it was awful. Sure. Terrible. Uh, this is from uh, at Dark Star Within. Sports in San Diego. Well, you got the Padres who are pathetic most years. Um, we don't have an NBA team, which we're, we're going to get closer. I didn't realize that. It, 
Guy in La Jolla bought 49% of the Brooklyn Nets. And I, I think it's going through it. Then the option oh. in the future, he can buy more of it. Well, the thing it. here is to get an arena. If they get the arena, then the guy will have a team. Uh, but maybe you have to go the other way. He has the team now. Then maybe yes. we have. Maybe the arena. If he will gets get the built. team, the arena makes more sense to get built. Built. It's a lot yeah. cheaper to build an arena. I for would think it'd be cool to have a hockey team. I mean, they have um, the goals, which is a minor I, league. But that's I see the M- I see the NBA happening because they don't have thirty two teams. They don't have sixteen in each, in each conference yet. So that makes more sense. Um, right now, the NHL. They no, just, I mean a team has to move. Well, well, that too, though. But either way, the Brooklyn the Nets. The, the Nets weren't that big in Jersey. They, so I know they never really were. They never caught on. Never caught on because right. the Knicks were so huge, and South Jersey uh, is more like 76ers. Philly fans. Yeah. So they had the Seventy Sixers and the but, Knicks, which were huge teams. And the Nets never really made it. So there's a good chance in five, six years we could have an NBA team. Like yeah, they got to change the name, though. Yeah, they won't be the San Diego Nets. It'll no, they got to be something, you know, San Diego. Surf. San Diego. The, the surf. <laughs> That's more like a WNBA name. Yeah. There is a name like that. Name, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't football. have a, we, we have a football team anymore. So I know. That's, That's really – that was a hard one because um, the Chargers have were here for like 56 years. And so you have generation of people that grew up Charger fans. And when I moved here, mm-hmm. um, it was the beginning of the Air Coriel era. So I got involved immediately because they were scoring 30 points a game. Wow. And it was exciting. I mean, every game, they were just marching the ball down the field. They couldn't stop anybody, but who cared? And they were really exciting. And then... and. And to go from that to this, but the owner wanted to move. It was obvious. Yeah, it was obvious. It was because ridiculous. once they moved and and quoted the numbers, he paid more to move than they were asking him for his end to of the new in stadium. For a stadium. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's ridiculous. he just felt like going to L.A. was going to increase right. the value of his team, and um, that was that. And then they just sort of lied about it. Because they wanted people to go to the last year. You know, they didn't want to be Ridiculous. a lame duck or whatever. At Dade L. Murphy, 85. Frank, what were some of the TV shows and films you liked as a kid? Peace out. As a kid. Um, I mean, a young kid. I guess young kid. I guess before you were 10, I guess. I don't know. As a young kid, I remember we used to go, like, there was a lot of, like, Disney stuff. Uh, Fantasia, I remember seeing, was at, was outrageous. Oh, Tom Thumb was a really cool movie with, at the time, great special effects with Russ Tamlin as Tom Thumb. And it actually had some pretty good actors in it because uh, Peter Sellers and some other famous English actor was in it too. And I can't remember, God... His name, but anyway, that was one, and uh, this sort of the Disney fantasies and the cartoons, the live and action then, ones, like Dave and then Crockett. some of the old fifties monster movies too. You go to, you know, you know, uh, uh, Day the Earth Stood Still, or them, or uh, you know, uh, Godzilla, Rodan, you know, all those sure. movies. Uh, that's what you know, and then our well, and then the westerns. I remember seeing the Lone Ranger too; was pretty cool in the movies. This of course, is, you never heard anything. It was just the matinee with like you know, two hundred screaming eight year olds. You didn't hear any. You didn't hear anything. That's a good question from Salvatore. 
I'm a lifelong New Yorker who's looking to move someday to San Diego for the next phase of my life. What are things about California life that will be a culture shock? Um, I think the food might be, you really have to seek out some good Italian food, but it's available. And of course, you could always cook yourself. India Street is a really nice Italian section, and you can get everything you'll need to make your own, but there's some good Italian restaurants what about the there people, too. In terms of culture, the uh, they're a little more laid back. Little. Um, <laughs> not a little. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just different in that way. They're friendlier. Okay, here's one thing I really found they're friendlier. But it's harder to make a close friend. Like they allow you in the in the first sort of you get, ring. You get in the door, but not the kitchen. Yeah, you so get in, but you don't become close friends. Like back east, you don't have like acquaintances. You're either a good friend or you don't care about the guy. Sure. But here there's a lot of people that'll be real friendly to I, you, but don't go the next step. So I found that to be yeah, true. Yeah, I've actually seen that too. I've seen uh, people or... or uh, exes where they had a, like people that were like a, tons of girls that they knew that they were friends with quote unquote but how many people can actually trust and tell everything right a few a few yeah versus and, the 30 girls that they knew right know? and back east it was different you knew let me less people but you were closer, closer to them and of course being from there and you lived your whole life you you have a lot of social stuff around the family, which if you move out here, that's not going to be true because sure. your family is probably still going to be back there. Uh, what was your uh, – this is from AC Vader. What's your favorite time filming with me for an NES Punk video? What was your favorite time filming an NES Punk video? Wrestling, being oh, tied in the chair. I was tied in a chair. Fifth anniversary, remember, with Ian? Holding the gun. You don't oh, remember yeah. that? I don't remember that G- one. Ghost Frank in front of the green screen. <laughs> that was pretty. That was fun. The ghost one was fun. And uh, the one outside, remember when I threw the game and you guys were wrestling around? Oh, for the it? recent that, one. That was that pretty was fun. That was okay. Uh, this is from at Icebra asking Does Frank have any memories of Toys R Us or any thoughts on them closing? Uh, no, I was a little older with Toys R Us. Uh, right. When I was a kid, it was mostly like local, st- local stores. stores or the big department stores, which I guess are going under now because the malls are going under. But the big department stores. You go to Bamberger's Toys Yeah, Bamberger's, Kresge's. Uh, JCPenney? Yeah. They, Macy's? No, yeah, or they would have these gigantic... Uh, toy sections that were just unbelievable and then at christmas you'd sears. wait for the catalog oh and yeah you would see all the stuff you the had sears, no hope of ever getting the sears catalog is famous it was but like the, it's, it's a phone yeah, book but everything. the catalog itself was worth it you know i mean uh, we didn't have you know we didn't have internet we but had you, but you went to, games well you went to toys r us for your daughter in boston yeah i went to toys r us for my daughter and she liked going there and yeah it was fun yeah yeah, so, so they're closing up shop, unfortunately. Really? All yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah I read that in the paper. Some of them might try to buy the brand or label, but there's not going to be any major toy stores left. And not just that, you're going to have all these empty husks of stores that will not be replaced by anything. Like hundreds of them across the U.S. There's no store that big that's going to move in there. Because Toys R Us are huge stores. They're not like Well, I know, stores. but maybe, well, even if you buy stuff like online this stuff has to come from somewhere they're going to maybe need storage for but that's all amazon warehouses and target and walmart and those stores 
They're, well, maybe they'll over. expand. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, to me, the <laughs> world is really changing for the worse, but that's me. At, at Katakura, maybe you two could discuss spirituality. Also, I found a pic of Frank as a wizard. Okay, that's pretty funny because he's holding a beer. The wizard, the wizard's in a kitchen holding a beer. That's pretty funny. That is, that is good. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, even a wizard has a bad day. He needs a, he needs a brew at the end of the day. Spirituality, I don't know. Um, I guess there. I'm, I'm an agnostic. I mean, I really don't know what to believe because how could you possibly know? And it's a total faith thing. Well, religion is different than spirituality, right? Spirituality so I is think connection to. Uh, I think there's actually uh, there has to be something greater than ourselves. I mean, you look at the universe, the the hugeness of it, the vastness, the, the different things. It's very scary. <laughs> uh, it's- Frank hates you. Hate watching those shows. Like no, the I do. I get involved. I, in it and I get a little terrified. Well, let's let's learn so about the Kazar and how the dark holes and yeah. down. Frank's like, no, it's too big. It's too big. I'm insignificant. Too big <laughs> and scary. But I think that's sort of what it's all about. It's that it's just it is just so big and timeless and whatever. And that's maybe the point. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's you know maybe that's what it's about. Um, and we have our own life to live, but there's so much, obviously, I mean, you know, every day they discover some other corner that they didn't know about. Because they keep finding planets left and right. And then there's, well, they got in the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, they keep finding them. Well, I, I mean. There's a couple not too far. It just, yeah, it just seems like that's just sort of what they thought anyway, because when you just figure out the numbers. The math of how many stars. How how big it is, how many galaxies, how many planets, how many stars. There has to be something else Uh, going on. We got Hopefully. A, we got a few more questions and we're going to get some sushi. Arnold versus from at Shane Sally. Arnold versus Sly Stallone. Who is the better action star? Best movie, most iconic character. Better action star, Stallone or or Arnold? I would say, I would actually probably say Arnold. But yeah, because I only like really one uh, Stallone movie. Just Rocky? That's it's it? It's just Rocky. You don't like Nighthawks? Oh, no, I like, <laughs> oh, and I like Copland. That's, is that really, that's not only really an action movie, though. Let's talk about pure action. Well, I only like, like those two that's, that's movies a crime drama. <laughs> that he did. Oh, yeah. And um, I, Arnold, I like maybe three of them. I'd say uh, Arnold's a better pure action star. Yeah, I like, uh, what, Predator? Is that the name? Yeah. yeah Predator. Predator yeah. Uh, Terminator. Terminator. One and two. And there's one other one. I ke- Oh, and Conan. The first Conan I like. That's good. How about Red Heat, where he's the Russian... Uh, with Jim Belushi, the partners. Oh, God, those movies are so. <laughs> How did Belushi become like a like a big star for like because, five six years? Because his brother was had the in. He did a couple of things. And he became the cheap replacement. Player. And then and then he was yeah they he had a they run he him. had a run for like six seven years. Jim Belushi, where he wasn't was in, he in K nine or one. Oh, of that goes in the, that goes in our book because Turner Hooch and K nine the, the same year the same year Dogs with Cops. Uh, he was the principal, and he was in his other movies where he's like a tough cop. But the principal actually was a pretty good movie because it. They, now that came out the same year as Lean on Me, because then that'll go <laughs> in the book. Too. We, me and Frank want to do a book about all the sister movies, but the similar themes of movies that come out the same year. But anyway, there's more than you'd think. There's a ton. What is this? Is from at Seth Warrior. What do you think is the best pizza in Jersey? And favorite Jersey Shore beach? The best pizza in Jersey? I've been there in a while. You couldn't go wrong with a lot of the local pizzerias. Yeah, I would just—I I mean, only know local pizzerias, and yeah. I like them all. 
The Cat's Meow is the one near me one? in Jersey. You think it's still there? The Cat's Meow? I don't meow? know. It was right down this street from the church. Real Italian And guys, it was just you know, a pizza joint. You could get sandwiches. You know, the... Uh, every town in Jersey. First had, had a good had, pizza. Had, had, and I like the thin crust. I think, I think people across the U.S. don't realize just the... The high concentration of Italians in New Jersey, unless you go there, you know, like, okay, there's a lot of Italians here. So that's why there's a lot of pizzerias and, you know, there's a lot and of And then there was, uh, what was that girl? I went out with that girl. Her family owned a pizzeria. Oh, yeah. You get Cuccinello. Some, it was a Cuccinello's. You get some free pizza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah she was very nice to me. I don't know why I, I stopped going out with her. I I had no reason not oh, to. Well, you probably three other girls you were dating. Right. Well, that's... <laughs> it, it was easier. What, what's your then. favorite Jersey Shore beach? What was your favorite beach? Well, I used to go to Lavalette a Lavalette. lot. I liked a Classy, lot. Classy Lavalette, fun, clean. Yeah, no no, no rides, just a boardwalk. But you could walk you could or walk you could to get to Seaside Heights. Yeah, seaside. 10 minutes away. Yeah. yeah. It's close. So it was good. And, um, and it was just big, wide beach. And it was fun. And I... I went almost every year as a kid. That's the gazebo is by the beach. Yeah, that's yeah. the only place I ever went to as as a kid. Summer vacation. We never went anywhere else but the beach. And your favorite question from at Eight Bit Ghost is the '60s Batman TV show Delight Camp or Intolerable Cheese? Intolerable Cheese. It's worse than that. It's like it, they should be arrested for butchering the character. So you were. I big... remember when we were all excited about it because we had read about it, and of course, then you had no trailers, no. You didn't know. You know, no video. You had a TV guide. Up. That's about it. You had a TV guide and maybe a picture People here and there. Or... And then when it it came out and we watched it the first time, we were like, it. "What the hell?" And we were only like about 15, 4, 15, so 14 The comics the were, were more serious then. But then the comics then aped the TV show and got cheesier. Some probably. I don't know. But no, then in the 70s... It got darker. It got darker again. Neil Adams and he swung it around. They got rid of Robin in a lot of the stories. And I mean, he still had a book with him. But Detective Comics then went totally just Batman. There was no Robin at all. More procedural. Procedural like like long. It's order. really the only DC character. Well, the Challengers, but the DC character I like. <laughs> the but no one knows the Challengers. Challenges of the unknown. Well, this is this has been fun. Uh, before we get going, let me tell you about a sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. Go to dollarshaveclub.com. I need Pat, it right now. And you can get the executive razor or any other razors for only one dollar with free shipping. No commitment. You can cancel any time. It's a high quality razor. Again, go to dollarshaveclub.com slash pat. Show your support. We appreciate it. And that's it for this Not So Common Podcast. Subscribe on your on your platform pod, platform uh, of choice to listen to the podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Store, Podbean, whatever you listen to them. Or subscribe on YouTube if you're watching us. Click the bell or whatever to subscribe. Click the bell. Leave a comment. Share on social media. I got a Patreon as well. It's patreon.com slash patcountry. I'm going to be at PAX East this weekend, August 5th to 8th. Uh, Thanks, guys. We're going to have some sushi. And we'll see you. Maybe we'll we'll do this a little bit more sooner than a couple of months or a few months. Say bye, Frank. Okay, see ya. Sushi!